Get ready for the smartest bundle in streaming. Six streaming services for the intellectually curious. Featuring Curiosity Stream with the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. Psalm TV and great stories from the world of wine. Taste Made for the fun side of food and travel. Topic with the best thrillers and crime stories. And so much more. From nature to history, technology to food, mystery to adventure. Get six streaming services for one low price. And less than $6 a month, it's the best deal in streaming. Learn more and sign up now at smartbundle.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and this is another episode of Education in the News. So, as normal, we're going to get right in on into it because there's a lot to cover. And um, feel free to leave feedback and reviews and your thoughts on different news stories that we share. And always feel free to contact us at New Heights Education at yahoo.com if you have an educational news story you'd like us to cover. All right, so uh, the first story I have for you is from the Miami Herald and WPLG-TV in Miami. It shared that Miami schools named district veteran as a superintendent. Jose Dotris was named the new superintendent of the Miami-Dade County Public Schools on Tuesday. Dotries is a veteran of the school district, serving as a teacher, administrator, and assistant superintendent, and is a and is a product of the district, creating crediting its schools with helping him to learn English as a child. And Ed Surge reports that how a shift to a Web3 model could alter education. The rise of cryptocurrency and non-fungible, that's what they wrote, non-fungible tokens signals movement toward a W3 landscape in which the Internet users retain ownership of their intellectual property online. This article considers what this can mean for education including giving students more options and making it easier to unbundle college courses. Then Education Week reports that school leaders asked to extend spending deadline. I think we've mentioned this before, but I know there's a lot of this going on. Um, A coalition of school health and environmental advocacy groups is asking the U.S. Department of Education to extend the deadline to December 2026 and September 2024 to spend the federal coronavirus relief funds for construction and capital improvement projects. At issue, they say, is that the schools are competing for limited supplies and contractors and materials, which is driving up prices and leading to delays. I I did share that. Uh, on a previous episode, but again, a lot of these repeat, and just have to kind of scroll through and find which one um, that we can share. Just a moment while I do that. Okay, I did want to share with you, I mentioned this on a previous episode, some actual legislative actions that are going on uh, in the education world, mostly to do with homeschoolers. One of which is NHHB 1612, which is titled Protect Families from Malicious Reporting. 
The House B Bill 1612 provides that the identity of any person reporting suspected child abuse or neglect shall be fully confidential unless such a person makes such a report in bad faith or maliciously and with the intent to cause harm. And then governments have has a role to protect. This one, I guess, switch screens. Um, government has a role to protect innocent children from harm. The history of homeschooling includes the use of CPS or agencies where too many times homeschool families have been the subject of anonymous reports that are all, either false or malicious. CPS investigations are intrusive and can be traumatizing to children and families. And this is why the Homeschool Legal Defense Association supports legislation that would reduce the number of false complaints and requiring a reporter to disclose their identity would ensure that the malicious or fraudulent reports could be investigated and those who are motivated by, malici by malicious uh, would be less likely to report. So again, that's House Bill 612. Another House bill is support parental rights in, Grant, in the Granite State. NHHB 1431 establishes that parents have the fundamental right to direct upbringing, education, and care of their minor children and affirms the parent's right to access information pertaining to their children while the minor children... Sorry, I keep switching... Um, are in the custody of the school district. The right, this right is the foundation of home education and homeschool legal defense administration supports this bill. Please take action uh, to let the, please take action to let the committed know that you do too. So they share an email tool. Um, CFL and then the at symbol LEG dot state dot NH dot US if you want to, um, you know, be part of the change in that one. <clears throat> Let me just click to the next. I have to open these all separate because they kind of run off. Okay, so, um, MD dash oppose the creation of homeschool advisory council HB 832 delegate Sheila Ruth recently introduced House Bill 832 to create a homeschool advisory council in the State Department of Education to advise the department on matters relating to homeschool. We believe delegate Ruth is well intentioned in her desire to improve homeschool policy in Maryland but we disagree with this approach as a means of preserving homeschool liberty. So it says oppose the creation of a homeschool advisory council. House Bill 832 would create a homeschool advisory council in the State Department of Education to gather information on the needs of homeschool parents and homeschool umbrella schools. It would meet four times per year and advise the state superintendent the State Board and General Assembly, and the Governor on matters related to homeschooling. The 16-seat council would include four governmental officials, four political appointees appointed by the Speaker of the House and President of the Senate, and eight other members of the homeschooling community, self-moted and selected by the council. <clears throat> Homeschool Legal Defense, <clears throat> excuse me, reports that this homeschool advisory council is unnecessary. The homeschooling community includes a board coalition of parents and organizations united in the purpose to preserve the liberty to homeschool. We do not believe an advisory council is necessary to maintain this liberty. While well intended, this bill would create a quasi-official source for information on homeschooling, which would in turn minimize the effect effectiveness of grassroots homeschool groups 
and individual advocates. And it does go on. If you want to read more about it, you can go to Homeschool Legal Defense and go to their legis- legal and then backslash legislation area to view these and to cast your votes on what you believe or what you want to speak up for. Okay. Um, there's quite a few here. Hold on, let me see how many. Okay, so then there is another one called Let Them Drive Support WVHB 4535. Um, Homeschool Legal Defense is asking that you send a message to members of the West Virginia House of Representatives requesting the passing of WVHB 453 introduced by Majority Leader Amy Summers. The bill recently passed committee this week and is scheduled for the first reading today. So please take action as soon as possible to ensure it passes on the House floor. This bill would include the requirement that a student provides evidence of school attendance and satisfactory progress to obtain a driver's license. If passed, this bill will reduce bureaucracy faced by homeschoolers in obtaining school enrollment verifications. And again, you can read all about it by going to the site that I specified earlier. There's another one titled AL-Oppose the Parents' Choice Program, SB 140 and HB 245. The Parents' Choice Program invites regulation. While this bill is well-intentioned, it would invite additional regulation of homeschool programs by redirecting government funding to pay for homeschool expenses. The proposed Parent Choice Program, SB 140 and HB 245, is designed to redirect government funds to education savings accounts and then give parents access to this government funding to use on qualifying expenses, which would include private school tuition and cost of curriculum and etc. Homeschool students are said to be eligible for the funding beginning 2022 to 2023 school year. The bill gives administrative authority to a newly created Parents' Choice Board to determine whether an expense is allowed under the program and to create additional rules for the program. And I was just reading in this to you just a little bit of, uh, ago about that, that they're against the Parent Choice Board. Um, let me see if there's any other information. Okay. Well, one of the reasons that they're concerned for is that if they start giving homeschoolers state money, there's going to be state account- accountability. One of the reasons homeschooling thrives is because parents are empowered to customize their children's education to meet their child's educational needs without unnecessary government regulation. And they suggest don't trade liberty for money. Homeschool Legal Defense Administration is opposed to including homeschool programs in this kind of government-funded program. What the government funds, it also regulates, and it's not worth trading liberty for government funding. Now, having been in in the education world and advocating for families for, well, New Heights will be 16 years old um, this June 1st, and I was helping families before it was born, at least a couple years before that. So 18, 19 years I've been helping families, and I, I have mixed feelings, not necessarily about this bill per se, but I do believe that government should pay for the education of their citizens. I'm not for taxing and taxing and taxing people, but whether a homeschool family is within the public school system or not, their tax money still goes into that public school. And so if that's the case, then somehow they should have access to some of that money to help educate their children. And and yes, I understand that they do. If they have a disability or autism, 
money can be redirected to parents or into a charter school of some type. Um, but I, I do think that there should be a way to be able to figure this out to provide monetary assistance to homeschool expenses. And, but I am completely in agreement with the idea that I wouldn't want the government regulating or telling these parents what they should be teaching. So I'm not sure how to go about that, but I have thought as well, you know, about even our program. You know, we serve everyone regardless of school choice, but it's very difficult for us to get any type of funding because even though people say they want change, um, the public schools are exactly as they're intended to be. I mean, there is a dumbing down in our education system, and it certainly doesn't work towards the betterment of the children. So, But there should be either nonprofit agencies should be able to acquire monies to help homeschool families. Um, but I don't, I'm not sure what that completely looks like, but... Yeah, I mean, I have I have mixed feelings about this, and I wanted to share that with you. And, um, you know, we're partners and affiliates of Homeschool Legal Defense, and we support them and their cause of advocating for families. And I do trust them with a lot. I mean, they know the legal stuff way more than I do, um, so I don't want to take any of that away from them. I mean, they are the experts. So, yeah, but, but I do think there should be something more. I mean, if, if there's a way to give people, um, you know, with autism, the funds they need, if, if they're in the homeschool community or someone with ADD or ADHD, that can get money redirected to them. Um, then why not a regular person that doesn't have a so-called disability? And yeah, I, I, I have a mixed mixed feelings about that because no matter what the tax money goes to the schools whether we support the schools or not as individuals so it, the whole thing is pretty unfair but yeah i just kind of want to share it anyways okay the next bill um says take action to preserve homeschooling freedom and h hb 663 would amend new hampshire's homeschool law the bill is supposed or sponsored by homeschooling parent representative Eric Lehan and Homeschool Legal Defense supports Representative Lehan's intent to make helpful changes to the law. I am in contact with Representative Lehan, who has proposed an amendment to the bill making needed changes. If the bill is amended as Representative Lehan proposes, the, then the Homeschool Legal Defense will support the bill. And there is a form you can fill out regarding this one on their site as well. And you can decide if you want to vote or compose your message, how, whatever you want. I call it kind of like voting because you're submitting your opinion, right? But I'm not sure if that's the correct terminology for this. All right. Okay, so the next one is also on this legislative stuff. It says CA-Opposed Mandatory Kindergarten. Under, under current law, parents can choose to have their children skip kindergarten and begin first grade. SB 70 would eliminate this current parental choice by mandating that every child attend kindergarten for one school year before they could be admitted to the first grade. This would go into effect at the beginning of the 2022-2023 school year. SB 70 is an incremental step toward lowering the compulsory school age and expanding government control over children from birth to adulthood. SB 70 would damage children beginning formal education at age five or younger causes unintended harmful consequences to children, some of which last a lifetime. Research indicates that early chi formal childhood education not only causes both physical and behavioral long-term problems, 
but that it also does not improve the child's potential for becoming a better student later on. And I full heartedly agree with that one. I've, and I don't think anybody should be told when their child should start school or, or, or not in that way. But I agree with what, what Homeschool Legal Defense is saying on that. Okay, so this next one has to do with what we've kind of already covered. It's the House Bill 1024, which is currently on the House floor of the Virginia General Assembly, um, would create governmental financing of homeschooling and other educational options. So we already kind of covered that, but it, but they want us to oppose that bill. Just a moment. About three more to go. Um, there's also a BA-Oppose Education Savings Account Bill, and it's HB333. It's kind of more of the same, same thing, um, but they want you to oppose that one as well. And then there is WVSB 541 Improves Homeschool Law. Okay, let's take a look at that. That one says that SB 541 would change the assessment reporting requirements of West Virginia homeschool law. Under SB 541, homeschoolers would submit an assessment after their first year of homeschooling, and if that assessment met the required academic proficiency standard, no further assessments would be submitted to the school district. Homeschool Legal Defense supports this legislation because it reduces unnecessary administrative burdens on homeschool families and would make it easier for school officials to administer homeschool law. Currently, homeschoolers must submit assessments in grades 3, 5, 8, and 11. This creates confusion for both homeschool families and school districts because homeschoolers are often in middle grade levels. There is more to that, but if you want to read it on your own. Okay. I think this is kind of compared to one of the other ones, too. Um, this is WA-Oppose Lowering Compulsory School Age. SB 5537 would require six- and seven-year-olds to attend school full-time, expanding the state's control over education and restricting educational flexibility for students. If passed, the new compulsory school age would be significantly hurt, one group of students in particular, those not ready for formal education. The bill passed the Senate Committee on Early Learning and K-12 Education, but failed to pass the Ways and Means Committee before the cutoff date. At the moment, no action is required. And there is more about why they're against it, if you want to read about it. And then you can compose a message there, but Again, there's no required current action um, for you to look at. So let's move on here. So now I gotta switch over. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, I thought I had the next one, but I have to find it here. This is from Smart Brief on EdTech, and Ed Surge covered this story. It says EdTech Critique joins controversial homework help site. Sean Michael Morris, a well-known education technology critic, sparked criticism recently when he revealed he would leave his position at the University of Colorado in, De in Denver to join Course Hero, a homework help site that has faced opposition from professors. In this interview, Morris discusses the decision and his role. And Education Week reports that teachers tap Wordle craze. It's Word, L-E, one word. 
Some educators say the popular online word game Wordle has applications in the classroom. This article highlights how teachers are using the word guessing game to support lessons in language, reading, and even math. Okay, K-12 Dive reports that advocates seek extension of school meal waivers. The June 30th deadline is approaching when the USDA's authority to extend current school meal waivers will expire. School nutrition advocates, including School Nutrition Association, are asking Congress to extend that deadline, which will allow schools to continue offering free meals to all students and allowing flexible distribution methods. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. New on Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious trans-Pacific stopover on Extremities Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. NK-12 also reports that a tool aims to inform parents about student progress. A pilot program is taking place of an app developed by the University of Washington education researchers that helps to exchange information with parents about students' progress. The tool, called the IBESTT, IBEST Family Notebook, is intended to share details about the student's positive progress and any ongoing behavioral concerns. And then, uh, let's see, this is King TV in Seattle, Washington, reports that high schoolers seek to make TB testing accessible. Two students from a Washington State High School created Sticks, a diagnostic test for tuberculosis. Students say the goal is to fill a gap in current TB testing systems that would allow anyone, even those without medical training, to test for the disease. Let me just switch over again. This is from the Foundation Center. And, and let's see here. This is from... Americans for Tax Fairness. It says, study calls for closing tax loopholes on dynastically wealthy families. The report from Americans for Tax Fairness estimates that tax loopholes will allow the dynastically wealthy to avoid paying as much as $8.4 trillion in estate, gift, and generation-skipping transfer taxes between now and 2045. And Wells Fargo awards $20 million to help small businesses in Atlanta. Administered by the United Way of Greater Atlanta in collaboration with Invest Atlanta, the initiative will provide grants and loans to help small businesses, including nonprofits, own and improve their assets. Un- okay, and that, sorry, switching, switching to another news story. Um, University of Miami receives bequest worth more than $25 million. Michelle Bowman Underwood has committed more than $25 million of her estate to the university in support of languages, women health, and among other things. Okay. This is from the 74. 
Okay, actually, I shared this one, yes, um, well, last and the last one, so I'm going to skip that. Okay, sorry, there's a lot of repeats again. A lot of them. Okay, go to the next one. This is from Ohio Ed Updates, State and Local News. Cleveland NBC3, education station, mandatory dyslexia test to start next year in Ohio. Um, in 2022-2023 school year, all Ohio students in kindergarten through third grade will be required to take a dyslexia screening test. It's a first for the state and part of Governor DeWine's HB436 dyslexia law to help identify the disorder in the younger stu students. So I, I believe I mentioned this before, but now it's going to be mandatory. Okay. And Mahoning Matters reports that Canfield Local Schools unveiled its $107.8 million tax proposal for a new campus. And here's where it could go. City and school officials on Wednesday announced the city intends to transfer 100 acres of the site's 280 undeveloped, or undeveloped acres to the school district for new buildings to replace the district's 52- and 61-year-old elementary schools and its middle school, which will be 100 years old this year. In the future, the district may also consider building a new high school at the Red Gate site when the time is right, officials said. In exchange, the city will receive the district's 100-year-old Canfield Village Middle School directly across from town or from City Hall along Wadsworth Street, as well as its surrounding nine acres parking lot and transportation garage. Under the agreement, the district will also kick in $1 million towards city plans for the old middle school on whether it's going to be demolished or renovated. And Port Clinton News Herald reports that Port Clinton Adkins appointed as Clyde Green Springs interim superintendent. As Clyde Green Springs searches for a permanent replacement to fill the shoes of departing superintendent Dennis Half, the school district appointed Pat Adkins to serve as interim superintendent. Atkins is Port Clinton City School Superintendent for the past 18 years, said Tuesday he would keep his position in Port Clinton and fill in where needed in Clyde Green Springs until the district hires a permanent superintendent. And Dayton NBC2 reports that spending transparency Miamisburg School joins Ohio Checkbook. Ohio Treasurer Robert Sprague announced that Miamisburg City School District has joined OhioCheckbook.gov. With just a few clicks, OhioCheckbook.gov gives residents a direct look at how their tax dollars are being sent or spent, said Treasurer Sprague. My, my, by making this is a quote, excuse me, by making spending information easily accessible, Ohio's, Ohioans can gain important insight into the decisions made in their communities. We're proud to welcome the Miamisburg City School District to the OhioCheckbook.gov platform and applaud the district's commitment to transparency. And in Youngstown, Business Journal reports that Springfield local Introduce the STEM and carpentry curricula. Two new curricula at the Super, or I'm sorry, at the Springfield Local School District also supported career readiness and exploration for students. This school year, the district restructured its seventh grade science curriculum to focus more on STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, allowing students to gain hands-on working with robots. Um, according to release, it also introduced a robotics club where students can put their new skills into practice. Additionally, a carpentry pre-apprenticeship program introduced in the fall for high school seniors and juniors 
give students the skills they need to pursue the apprenticeship program and career in the trades after graduation. Okay, uh, Richland Source reports that sophomore visits and open houses scheduled for February 23rd and 24th at Pioneer Career and Technical Center. Okay. Well, it is time for us to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Right now, right now you might be you struggling might be through, your through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello, welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. This is Education in the News, and I'm your host, Pamela Clark. So, um, the next story I have for you is from Education Week, and it says teachers respond to lesson plan bill in Indiana. Legislation is being considered in at least 10 states that would require teachers to list every book and activity they will use in lessons. One bill under consideration in Indiana would require teachers to provide lessons one year in advance, drawing criticism from teachers. I thought they already had to be accountable, but I guess not. Um, this is from Tal Equa Daily Press in Oklahoma. A writing group started for Oklahoma high schoolers. A creative writing group meets monthly to encourage high school students to work on their writing skills, says Christopher Murphy, an associate professor of English, who started the program with the owners of a bookstore where the group meets. Each month, students will spend time practicing various forms of writing, such as poetry, fiction, and screenwriting. That sounds neat. Bear with me, I gotta bring up the next one. A lot of repeats again, so I've gotta scroll through a lot. Okay, uh, Tampa Bay Times in St. Petersburg, Florida reports that Florida Board extends pause on higher graduation test scores. The Florida State Board of Education voted to allow for another year lower passing scores on language arts and math graduation assessments. The implementation of higher score requirements adopted in 2018 has been scheduled for this year, and the additional year to reprieve also applies to using post-secondary education readiness tests instead of an Algebra One test. And the Heckinger report, report says that more students are dropping out of college. The percentage of students who started college in 2019 and did not return in their second year rose to 26.1%. Data from the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center shows. The possibility of worsening dropout crisis is drawing concern from educators who cite Factors such as ongoing concerns about the pandemic, online learning, financial constraints, and family issues for the trend. You know, <laughs> I chuckle at this one because um, I bet you that the majority of them would not take the mandatory vaccine. And that is not listed in this sentence, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, people that were dropping out that I know, it, every single one of them, it had to do with the vaccine. So, I, yeah, that's con, just very concerning. They got to conceal it somehow. All right, more state and local news for Ohio. Just a moment. At One Day University, 
we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly Scholar Newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Okay, Steubenville Fox 9 reports that UL partnering with two colleges to bring interactive lab to school. This kind of seems like I've covered this, but a partnership between Union Local High School and two universities brought a new interactive data lab to the UL, to Union Local. Carnegie Mellon and West Liberty Universities are partnering institutions with Union Local to bring EarthTime.org instead of the school. On EarthTime, teachers are able to show students different interactive maps, including, but not limited to, migration, patterns, terrain, and climate changes in different regions and growth of different pandemics. <laughs> more, more of the same, more of the brainwashing. All right. Just a moment. A lot of repeats, sorry. Yep, a lot of repeats. Trying to keep original content, but there's so much that even over like a month's time, they're still bringing them up. Okay, I already know that. Whoop, wait a minute. I apologize. Again, I don't want to share stuff that is repeats with you guys unless it's an actual update on the news. All right, this is from WTVT TV in Tampa, Florida. Florida fourth graders learn about Harlem of the South. Fourth grade students at a school in Florida are learning about the history of Tampa's Central Avenue regarding or regarded as Harlem of the South, which was a center of black culture and entrepreneurship from 1895 through the 1960s, ending in 1974 when the last business closed. Teacher Marion White says students are learning about the successful black-owned businesses that were frequented by celebrities, including singer Ella Fitzgerald, and this era of black history that happened just two streets away from the school. And WFIE-TV in Evansville, Indiana, reports that how math teacher sparks interest on remote days. To keep class interesting during remote learning days, Indiana Middle School math teacher Brent Seibert invites guest speakers such as Mark Cuban of Shark Tank or local meteorologists or teachers from strange locations and sometimes wears costumes. Seibert says that in this interview, the students appreciate the efforts that shows that teachers aren't just going through the motions. Smart Brief on Education reported that social studies teachers backed by three education leaders, former U.S. Education Secretaries Arnie Duncan, sorry, John King Jr. and Rod Page, spoke during the recent 100th anniversary conference of the National Council for Social Studies. They addressed the current climate and social studies and civics education, with King saying, quote, Learning sometimes has to be uncomfortable so that you are thinking and doing the work to analyze where we've been and how we will move forward. Okay, I'm going to switch again. <clears throat> Spectrum News reports without adaptive adaptations. PE can be for everyone. Adapted physical education helps students with disabilities participate in physical activities and have fun, says New York PE teacher 
Alexis Abdo Davis. In Abdo Davis's class, students participate at whatever level they can, whether it involves modified activities in a general education class or in a separate class. In KLBX, or not X, KLBK TV and KAMC TV in Lubbock, Texas, reports that students with disabilities explore job fair. Students with disabilities explored careers during Lubbock, Texas's job fair hosted by Amerigroup Texas in partnership with local businesses. The United We Work event paired students with job shadowing opportunities and walked them through mock interviews, says student higher ability navigator Diana Gatlin. Got a lot of repeats again. Okay, just a moment, please. Switching. This is from the Foundation Center. Slot. That's S L A I G H T. Let me do that again. S L A I G H T Foundation commits $11.8 million to assist women and girls. The foundation will be dis- the funding will be distributed to 12 organizations across Canada focused on programs that reduce gender-based violence. And George and Alma Clumy receive Elevate Prize Catalyst Award. The couple will receive $250,000 in un restricted funding for Clooney Foundation for Justice, as well as development resources and partnership opportunities to advance their mission and scale their work. Just a moment. I think it's time for another commercial break. We'll be right back. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store. Welcome back to the New Heights show on education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and you're listening to Education in the News. So, um, we've been covering a lot of different topics on education today. And let me see, I had this other one here for you. This is from Homeschool Legal Defense. Let me open this up. It is titled, Homeschooled Soccer Player Aims at Going Pro. Okay, let's see here. Homeschool graduate Kristen Booz is moving toward her ultimate goal, earning a living, living, playing, and coaching the sport she loves. Kristen, Kristen just completed her third season as a member of DePaul University's Division I soccer program. That means the junior has two more rounds of collegiate competition before announcing her eligibility for the professional ranks. It's a heady thought for an athlete who, before being recruited to play at the highest college at level, had never been part of a team representing a traditional school. A family pursuit. What did Kristen, what Kristen did have growing up was a nurturing homeschool environment. She and her five siblings were encouraged to pursue what interested them, which naturally included their favorite their father's favorite sport. As Kristen's mother, Jennifer, explained, her husband, Tony, developed a passion for the world's most popular game during his childhood in the Philippines. Quote, My husband is a a soccer fanatic, she said. He taught our kids to kick a ball as they were learning to walk. After participating in homeschool and club teams in Detroit suburbs, 
where the family lives, two of Christian's brother went on to play NAIA soccer for a small college. Quote, God has blessed them all, and they're all good players, Jennifer noted. But she added, Kristen is especially skilled. So if you want to, like, read the whole article, it was written by Dave Dentel, and um, it's on Homeschool Legal Defense's website. Let me see what else they have. I don't know if you ever checked out their podcast they do have a podcast and i i think they just started it in the last couple of years i think it was over covid but um if you're on verbal and you go on our profile you'll see their playlist even under our name but uh you may but they give a lot of great tips you know from homeschoolers homeschool pioneers they have um special guests on and then they have like um shows that cover some of the obstacles that homeschoolers, you know, um, have to contend with. So if, if you're looking for free, um, support in that way, you, you may want to check out the homeschool legal defenses podcast. Another podcast is anchored, which is a N C H O R D O R E D. Excuse me. And it's from classic learning test. And we also featured them on Verbal under our playlist as well. If you're interested, you might want to check all of those out. They're really great shows. So let me see. I'm looking to see if there's anything else. I think we're going to be ending the show early today. I think there was one more. Let me look. Nope. All right, I think we've covered it all, all that I had today. So I thank you for listening. Um, I want to remind you that um, every Friday by 6 p.m. is only on Tibet's show that um, on effect, issues that affect youth. And Sundays we have a show that's published by 5 p.m. Talking Eastern Standard Time for all of these. And that is on civil rights and the history of civil rights. And I mean the truth of it. And then my show is on Wednesdays by 6 p.m. Until next time. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned so fresh and somehow a clean house makes your head feel fresher too with a housekeeper from care you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think find a great housekeeper set a schedule that works for you and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other more fun things get the housekeeping help you need at care.com